Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Draw Play Podcast, when we're occasionally alive. And right now, I'm teetering on the brink. You might notice throughout the course of the episode as I slowly deteriorate into just a messy phlegm of coughs. But we're going to go until I die. So, I'm your host, Draw Play David Pocho, and with me as always is leftover Halloween candy, Sam Gressif. I just finished some of my leftover Halloween candy uh, yesterday. Two boxes of nerds. <coughs> Severely oh. underrated <laughs> Halloween candy, I think. I love nerds. They're so nerds good. are delicious. Do you what uh, is what is I th- I think we may have discussed this a couple of years ago, but what is the worst Halloween candy? Oh well okay, so if we're talking actual candy, right? Not like a bag of baby carrots or whatever. <laughs> I really think it's gotta be candy corn. Um I, th- I know there's an or uh I mean the real bad one, and the the reason that no one talks about it is because everyone agrees on it, so it's not even a fun argument. But the real one is uh, circus peanuts. Yeah, I can. I yeah, I can't recall ever. I'm trying to think of like the worst one that is still consistently given out and still is like consistently in packages. I think. And I think that's still Whoppers. Uh, I don't I, see circus peanuts at all. That's fair. Circus uh, peanuts are. I agree with you. They're the worst. But I don't mind. I don't mind I, Whoppers. I never. I never see them, and I can't stand Whoppers. That's fair. I I know they they like some people just can't get with the that like malted malt. milk ball. I'm deal. not. I'm not a malt boy. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, have you? I used to get these as a kid. I don't know if all the like crazy old people that used to do this are all dead now, but like. I would love to hear if wax lips are still a thing. Because I used to get, like, every year I used to get at least one thing of wax lips that I would, like, try to eat because you're supposed to, like, they're edible. Like, you can eat them. But, like, no. They're just so bad. I can still remember how they taste. Ugh. Uh, I also hate good and plenty. Black Oh, God. Good and plenty fucking sucks, dude. (laughs) Good and plenty is bad. Black yeah. licorice is a terrible, terrible thing, and I don't understand how it ever became a thing. I don't like. Know how that. do you end up with black licorice as a flavor in any way, and then have enough people like it that it continues to be made? I feel like I don't it's... know anyone who likes it. I mean, I'm fine with it. I would just, I, would, I like, I would eat it if it were offered to me, but I would never seek it out on my own. It's just so like. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's so weird and medicinal and not what I want out of any type of candy experience. That's true. Since I'm dying, we might as well get straight into it. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, apologies for missing last two weeks. I, I Basically, last Saturday, I spent the entire day in bed and I only got out of bed so I could move to the couch and lie down. Mm-hmm. Don't don't get sick, kids. That like don't, pro don't tip. Do it. It sucks. Don't get sick. You, like you might be thinking, like, oh, what if I get sick? No, no don't do it. Don't get sick. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. In, in in really any capacity. Yeah. So I haven't been keeping track of our uh, picks because we've no, just we've been kind of we, we've kind of screwed over just due to the sickness and the holidays and just like general other craziness that has happened. So I've just kind of lost track of that. So I'll go back. Maybe we could pick it back up when it comes to the playoffs, but we might as well talk about the playoff picture because it's finally starting to come into 
good focus. We got two weeks left. We've we've kind of got a good sense of who the best teams are going to be. We kind of got a sense of where things are going to be. So we might as well talk about it and talk about like the big surprises of this year and the things that we didn't expect to see or did expect to see and how things are going. Mm-hmm. So out of every team in the league right now, which one do you think is the best team? I think it's the Ravens. I mean, I, I, <clears throat> I'm not going to surprise anyone saying that, but I really think it's the Ravens. I agree. I think the Ravens are the best team. And I last night pretty much more or less confirmed it. They, we, Lamar Jackson is like a better version of Michael Vick when he was at his running peak. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy People watching were, him do stuff. It's like Michael Vick could actually throw. Or or it's that, or it's like the the take that I saw on Twitter that I I kind of thought about made me a little sad was that like imagine if they actually ran if like they they ran designed plays for Michael Vick to take advantage of his speediness. And yeah. it wasn't just him kind of trying to create. If they if if they actually ran the offense around him, you know what 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 that would have looked like. It would have been a historic. There's a lot of team. <clears throat> that, Lamar Jackson. You could almost argue that Lamar Jackson is the first running quarterback that has properly had the offense around him yes. structured correctly. Absolutely. Absolutely, we've had we've had hints of it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaepernick that one, yeah. Kaepernick during Kaepernick's like best years, it. it seemed like they were using Kaepernick correctly, and it was part of the reason why he was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, RG three, his rookie year, he it, he was kinda. kind of used in this way, and yeah, it, and it was working. But obviously, he had some other problems trying to make stuff happen when it wasn't the design purpose. Right, right. Uh, Cam Newton. They like his best year. You could argue that maybe they started designing some runs for him, but it was a lot of like up the middle kind of like. Yeah, that also wasn't short- ever really his. Like Cam Newton's thing was he could always kind of like in the mold of an Aaron Rodgers. When you escape pressure, you can create. Uh, they they were never gonna run like a kind of dual threat offense with Cam Newton because it it wouldn't. It wouldn't have been nearly as successful as we see it is now with Lamar Jackson, right? Because they're this, two, they're two very different quarterbacks. This feels like they got a running quarterback, who, and they realized, well, maybe we shouldn't shy away from his skill. And I do think it's it's telling that the person who's kind of orchestrated the offense, Greg Roman, is the same guy who was essentially behind Kaepernick, right, during the Harbaugh years. So he has experience with this, and obviously the Kaepernick experiment didn't work out quite as well mm-hmm. as this is, but he probably just learned some lessons from that on how to make it work, and it is working absolutely beautifully. Right. It's it's friggin' awesome. I'm, it's it's so much fun to watch uh, because it's it's also like it, it's it's weird to see an offense where you don't you generally like don't know if the play has broken right on these designed qb draws you you kind of never know what to expect kind of like it's a college game honestly it's it's, yeah it's kind of like watching a version of the option offense even though it isn't right even though like they're not really running many read option plays because because their running back core isn't super great but um, it's just it's just kind of really cool to kind kind of see this this creativity on on offense. It 
in especially at a time at which like you know oh fuck who was it it wasn't andy reed um dude who uh who coached the Eagles for a hot second, did the hurry up and everyone was, Oh, Chip Kelly. Yeah. Chip <laughs> Kelly. Yeah. That was super fun for like a hot second. Then it stopped working and it wasn't fun anymore. It's always nice to see people like try and run a different offense than the one that everyone else runs, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just fun to see a really talented player light shit up. Yeah. That's the other thing is it's, it's, it's really like a, a human highlight reel kind of scenario. And again, it, he's proven it's not just, well, he's good with his legs. He can throw no, the ball. No, he can. He can and, that, and that's like, and that's like the one thing that like Vic never really had. He had velocity. He had an arm, but he didn't oh, have yeah. any accuracy or touch. Lamar can throw the ball properly. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> good. So Balt. So if we're looking at the AFC, Ravens are currently the number one seed at 12, 12 yep. wins. This is that's a comfortable two game lead over New England. I think that more or less clinches i don't think they're they've officially clinched home field advantage but it feels like they should have because new england is two games behind them right at and they've already beaten new england right so, so yeah they have the head to head shouldn't they effectively have the first round i don't know they don't they have clinched a playoff berth so far new england right. is a 10 and 3 they actually have not clinched a playoff berth mm-hmm. somehow mm-hmm. i think there's still a possibility for buffalo to win the division that's that's the thing is it's because of Buffalo, right? Mm-hmm. If Buffalo has some sort of very heroic late charge, I, they could they could do it and and potentially keep the Patriots out of the playoffs, which would be fucking amazing. Wild. It yeah. would be phenomenal. It it would it'd be kind of insane to see that happen. So right now, like New England is ten and three, mm-hmm. they're in the second seed. Uh, first round by but buffalo is nine and four at at comfortable fifth seed so they're literally right by if buffalo wins the final two games one of which i believe is against the patriots yeah the, well that's the, patriots the thing is, lose is if they if they win the head-to-head then that's i mean that's the key game right which like if anything we may see the first year where new england isn't the division winner they may still make the playoffs right. but they might be the division winner in which case wow yeah yeah dude wow wow fucking wild kansas city has a uh, comfortable lead in the west because none of the other teams really did anything yeah it's oakland oakland has had a very difficult schedule but every time i think oakland's pulling it together they they drop a game that i feel like they should have won yep Yep, so yep. they're six and seven. They're in the hunt, but I don't really see them making it. I don't think they're going to De- make the playoffs. Denver is five and eight. They're technically not eliminated, but they're they're, they're eliminated. eliminated. Denver's yeah. not making the playoffs, and they shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, the big surprise in that division was the Chargers. Yeah. The Chargers God. were incredible last year, and like a tiebreaker away from actually having the one seed instead of the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And what the fuck happened? I mean, listen, it's it's new and exciting. This is nothing new for the Chargers. This goes back years. I, I literally just watched, what was it? It was a chart party, I think, about how the Chargers, uh, what was it, the 2000 Chargers, had, like, the best offense and the best defense in the league and missed the playoffs because of their special teams. It's it's nothing new, right, that the, that the Chargers always are competitive but can somehow – Find, 
yeah, find find horrific, sad, heartbreaking ways to lose to 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 teams they should beat. Mm-hmm. The other uh, Houston is currently in the lead for the AFC South division, but right on their heels is a surging Tennessee Titans team. Yeah, yeah, they've man. they've won like four in a row. Uh, Tannehill looks fantastic. Yeah, Tannehill He's having looks like the, a fucking quarterback. Tannehill is having a breakout season. Yeah, good for, for him. the first. He's finally having the fabled breakout season. So that's exciting. It, it it's fun to see the Titans doing well. It makes me wonder what the hell is going to happen to Mariota because obviously yeah, too, he can't stay uh, anymore. I, I I want him to stay in the league. I really like him. And I think I think when I mean, he's really good. It's the NFL is better for it. Yeah. It's just a matter of where is he going to go. But Tennessee may have found their quarterback, and it's Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, man. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, let's see. Pittsburgh has somehow wormed its way into the last slot. And I got to say, yeah. I, if I didn't hate the Steelers so much, I'd be in awe of what Mike Tomlin has been able to pull off. Yeah. Because yeah. Mike Tomlin deserves coach of the year this year. I don't. I don't think that should be like in dispute because Pittsburgh had no reason to have like more than five wins this year. They lost their right. they lost their franchise quarterback. They didn't have A B because of drama, and they didn't have Le'Veon Bell because of drama. They they've lost tons of injury, and yet all of a sudden their defense is good. Their offense seems to have found at least a better quarterback than Mason Rudolph. Uh huh. I don't know how this team is doing it, but they're kicking ass. Yeah, and somehow. it's infuriating because I'm fucking sick of the Steelers. Mm-hmm. But this is a this is a testament to Mike Tomlin. Like, if you're looking at the kind of shit that Pittsburgh has gone through this year, and they're still, they're still currently the sixth seed, they're still competing yeah. for the playoffs. Like, I don't see how you can think Tomlin is a bad coach. If you think Tomlin is a bad coach, especially after this season, you're a complete moron. I, the, the thing is, is, is that Tomlin has gotten unfairly piled on for years, right? For years, ever since he took the reins in Pittsburgh. And I don't think we're going to do, like, I don't think you can do anything to convince people who hate Mike Tomlin against it. Because either they hate him, and it's just, like, there's no reason for it, and they'll just blame everything on him. Or they're racist, which, you know, same thing. You're not going to change their mind about it. Or there's something else going on. I just, there, there's this weird thing of, like, fire Mike Tomlin that always happens. And I don't, I don't understand because Mike Tomlin in his whole history with the Steelers has been so good at getting the absolute best out of players who were not very good. I, like, listen, Ben Roethlisberger is not I like I can't say he's not a good quarterback right because he gets results but like the way Mike Tomlin has been able to to create an offense around a famously inaccurate quarterback who is not mobile in the pocket and like doesn't really have good instincts I, you, you have I mean I mean ben, right? Ben's like, advantage has always been the fact that it's, it takes an extra two seconds to bring him down right, pretty yeah. much no matter what. So he right. always has a little bit longer to throw than your average quarterback because he's a giant statue that you can't tackle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I just I don't know. I, I I feel like Mike Tomlin doesn't get nearly enough credit for taking these players. Um, like like man, look at the development of Juju Smith Schuster right across the few seasons he's been in the league, and mm-hmm. I he is Mike Tomlin is so good at developing players and catering offenses to their skills, their specific skills. I, you know, I, I just, it's, I, I agree with you that, that he should be considered for coach of the year this year. I also think that, you know, that, that, that same argument you're making now could, could can and should extend further back in time as well. <laughs> yeah. Look, continuing to look at the playoff picture mm-hmm. in the AFC, obviously the Jets, the Jags, the Dolphins, and the Bengals have all been eliminated no real surprises in that group well i mean the jags from like earlier this like if you hadn't been paying attention if you hadn't watched since like last year's super bowl the jags might be surprising to you you know just having fallen off a cliff but you know yeah the jags the jags are in a difficult spot now because they paid nick Foles a lot of money and nick Foles turns out he's not great when he's not surrounded by a ton of excellent talent and good coaching and it seems like they found a decent quarterback potential future quarterback in like the sixth round so now that's like well what the hell do we do yeah what do we do do we continue to is this a sunk cost fallacy thing where it's just like well we gave him a big contract but He's clearly not the better option. You also can't really trade Nick Foles away because no one's going to want to take that contract on. You're really going to have to – no one's going to give you anything for him, at least now. I, I still think yeah. Nick Foles has, like, a couple, like, really good seasons left in the tank. I really do. Um, I I don't think that this – I don't think that Jaguars' coaching staff is the coaching well, staff. Well, right, exactly. I don't think they're going to be with Bring the that <laughs> – that said, I think there's an argument to be made that if if you know if you can't get anything for Nick Foles, and you can, you can get a lot maybe for Gardner Minshew, and you don't really have anyone to put around Gardner Minshew right now. I there's a there's there's an argument to be made for sticking with Nick Foles, seeing if he puts it together, and and putting together a. Uh, a good trade package to a team like the Cardinals for Gardner Minshew or, or shit, even the Broncos, honestly, for Gardner Minshew. And I don't know. Both of those teams may have found quarterbacks for their future. I mean, I, Murray looks, I guess. Yeah. Well, Murray's yeah, been Kyler promising Murray, this true. year. Denver's obviously a bit more of a question mark. Yeah. No, Locke no, has I, played I very well in his limited starts. Murray, so, completely. I mean, if we're talking a no, team right. that, might want Minshew, uh, maybe the Chargers because honestly, yeah, Philip Rivers true. looks like toast this season. Or the Panthers, Panthers, I, like they they might they might have because because Cam Newton was playing through an injury all year. They might finally be out of patience with him. Yeah, but honestly, it seems like from a quarterback perspective, we're the league is actually in a relatively healthy spot. That's true. For the first time in a long time. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, think about this. Obviously, Baltimore is set. Yep. New England is set because it doesn't, like, until Tom Brady says he doesn't want to play anymore, that's that's the quarterback. Like, There's also there's also always a next man up, right? Even if, even if yeah. Tom Brady were to retire tomorrow, 
it, it's not really going to make that much of a difference just because that's the way that the Patriots are run generally mm-hmm. is that you can kind of swap yeah. and swap out. Yeah. Kansas City has their yep. quarterback of the future. Houston has their quarterback of the future. Buffalo, I mean, yeah, I, they're they're I winning say, with him. So, like, I, they don't have any reason to try and upgrade. Pittsburgh. Young. Yeah. Pittsburgh's a question mark. Obviously, Ben is at the end of his rope. Yeah. Uh, Rudolph sucks ass. Yeah. Is is duck the future? That Pittsburgh ha- has a uh, quarterback question mark. That's Tennessee? true. Okay. Well, just to linger on Pittsburgh for a second, it is a question mark, but it's also <laughs> something where they do have two relatively young people who like might. They can suck try to build around now, but yeah. they can try and build. I I don't I don't think that. Pittsburgh needs to look elsewhere for a quarterback right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At least until the end of the season. Exactly. I, I'm just trying to think of like, there's obvious, there's teams that obviously have who they want as quarterback. And then there's teams that may have what they want as quarterback. And yeah. in terms of that sense, Pittsburgh is still a question mark. It's true. Tennessee, true. I would also probably still list as a question mark, but yeah. they may have their guy anyway, because Tannehill is playing exceptionally well. And I yep. assume he's going to at least get franchised by the end of this season. Mm, that'd be Cleveland, that'd Cleveland still has their guy that yep. I don't think there's any reason to give up on Baker yet. No. O- Oakland, Oakland still has Derek Carr. Carr's looked fine this year. I don't see why they He's not the problem. Would... Yeah. He's not the problem. They've already paid him, so it's not like a big paycheck is coming up. Indianapolis, they're a question. Yeah. But Brissett's been fine. Like, he hasn't been great, but he's been fine. Uh, Denver is obviously a question, but they Denver's may have the something one, yeah. in, in lock. Like, yep. they started Drew Locke. Drew Locke has looked good. It's given Denver a little bit of hope when they were just goddamn terrible for most of this season. Chargers are a big question. Mm-hmm. Chargers may need to find a quarterback soon. Yeah, Jets, and I mean, tough. Darnold, no, the Jets have Darnold, their guy. Darnold's not a good quarterback, but he's their guy. They, there's no reason to give up be, on him yet. They need a new coach. That's yeah, that's need. that's the thing, and it would it would be it would be absolutely <clears throat> like bonkers if over the offseason they just kind of threw in the towel on Darnold. I again, I yeah. still think that like he's a bad quarterback and you you know all that shit, but it would be absolutely wild for them to give up on this experiment so early. Yeah. Miami is a major question mark. Yes. Because yes, uh, Fitzpatrick is not the long-term answer and they haven't started Rosen. So uh-huh. Miami's a Miami is a very potential landing spot. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati Cincinnati is also a big question. I don't think Dalton's sticking around after that's, they're going to question, right? Bench is... him, like, yeah. So Cincinnati is a big question. San Francisco is set. Yep. Green Bay is set. Yep. New Orleans is set. New Orleans even has their, their backup yeah, set. Yeah, like, yeah, That's <laughs> the thing. New Orleans, the, the 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 line of succession in New Orleans is super, New Orleans super might strong, be right? in like the best quarterback position in the league. Yes. Because they have probably. a Hall of Famer leading the team. And a more than capable backup who yep. has already gone complete, like, didn't lose a game when he was in for several games earlier this year. Right. Dallas is set. Yep. Seattle is set. Minnesota looks like they're set. Like, Kirk Cousins is having a good season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kirk Cousins will always be up and down, but again, I don't, I don't think that's in your question mark column. No. I don't think, I think it's too early to give up on Goff after 
like this Agreed. season. So, very, very, like, very. The Rams, much so. the Rams have problems, but it's it's not just the quarterback. It's it's a lot of problems going on with the Rams. So I don't think there's any reason to give up on Goff yet. Chicago yes. needs a quarterback. Yes, they do. That's true. That's true. Like the worst thing that's happening right now is Trubisky's actually winning some games. Yeah, right. So so we might not. <laughs> yeah. I think I think so we Trubisky's might... got a couple more seasons though in Chicago, unfortunately, before we completely. I think if out. he finishes this season strong and he gets like, if they if they end up like nine and seven or eight and eight, and Trubisky doesn't look like complete dumps and he's not the reason they lose any games, I think we're in for another Matt Nagy, Mitch Trubisky season. Yeah, I well. But the if other, he the other thing if I'm he say... shits the bed for the last two weeks, I think Chicago's going to look for a quarterback. I I I feel like. I feel Chicago and Andy Dalton are made for each other. In Damn, some that way. would be that would actually kind of be perfect. That's that's not yeah, if they, a bad if they pick up. I think they're going to pick up Andy Dalton to be like Trubisky's backup, and then he's going to start uh, yeah. in week three. Yep, it's not a bad take. I think a lot will be learned. Like a lot will be determined by this weekend's game because it's a rivalry game. It's Chicago uh, at Green Bay, and if if Trubisky comes out with a strong showing there, I think his job is pretty pretty yeah if you play well against the packers in chicago then your your job is set pretty well yeah philadelphia's got their quarterback yep tampa bay's a question i'm really curious what's gonna happen with Jameis. i I don't think anything's gonna happen with him i this because it's just this is the same way he's always been he just hasn't progressed as a player right this is who he is. Jameis is who, who he is. It's who he's always been, too. In college, it was the same way. Is that he, like, he would have these games where he would throw for 400 yards but also give the ball up six times. It's it, Again, It's it, this is nothing – like, this is not a surprise. And he's not – I mean, I, I'd have to look at the stats. This is just an eye test thing. It doesn't seem like he's playing significantly worse this year than he has in previous years. Again, I test like feel free to dump on me and like bring out statistics, but but I'm just kind of you know, I test right like just yeah I test. Uh, Carolina, Carolina's a big question. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. We don't. Carolina's going to be the most interesting uh, off season because Ron Rivera. We didn't we didn't get to really touch on this, but yes. Ron Rivera got let go mid season, which, I- wow. I, I, I mean, don't. I don't hate it if, if if the thing was that they were always going to fire him, which it really seems like is the case. That ownership, that David Tepper really just wants to overhaul the whole team. And he and, wants to like to put his stamp on it. Yeah, right. He's a big al- analytics guy, like big Mister Moneyball boy. And I like my my thing is I respect it because don't let him like lame duck out the rest of the season because he's a good coach, <clears throat> right? Like, and, that, and, and the have... weird thing is, it seems like like if you followed like the Panthers social media, everything like it was all love. Yeah, after yeah, yeah, yeah. after the decision, it's just like hey, it's just time to move on. We want to. We we just want to like change things around. The Newton era appears to be over. Right. Like, I don't expect Rivera to be jobless next season. No. There. Wow. If he if he is there, something has gone very very wrong. <clears throat> like, there's honestly a lot of rumors already, and a lot of potential buzz that the Giants might look at him. Right. Because obviously they have the Carolina Gettleman connection. Yes. Uh, we needed. A defense. Rivera is a good coach. 
Shermer is probably getting fired at this point. So, yeah, we Giants might be where he ends up. I wouldn't be surprised if he does end up there. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if I want him, but I wouldn't hate it. That kind of thing. I yeah yeah. I don't think he's a bad coach. As if he hires a good offensive coordinator, I I I, I could see this working out. Mm-hmm. That's that's the bottom thing. Uh, Atlanta, I, Atlanta still has Matt Ryan. Yeah, for that's the that's the thing. Is is again? I my my thing that I will reiterate. I really do think Matt Ryan had some like rotator cuff injury or, or something going on because he looks fine now. You know that team fine. needs a coaching overhaul. Yes, pretty bad. Agreed. Uh, Detroit has their quarterback. Stafford's been hurt this year, but like, there's no reason to give up on Stafford. Stafford's good enough. Arizona found their quarterback, Kyler Murray. Like, they've had trouble this year, but Kyler Murray looks like. No, Kyler Murray's fine. Yeah, I... Kyler Murray's fine. Uh, Dwayne Haskins. I mean, I guess he won a couple games. The... Washington's probably not going to need another quarterback so quickly because they did just draft a guy at 15. So I don't know. Like Washington, Washington's such a fucking mess. Who knows what they're going to do? The Giants don't need a quarterback right now. No, they seem to have found a guy to at least try and build around for the next couple of seasons. And outside like the fumble, everything that's wrong with Jones this year has essentially been rookie issues, holding on to the ball too long, which leads to fumbles that kind of like rush through like that. Like Jones has been, I have, I've had no real complaints about Jones outside the fact that he needs to hold on to the ball a little better. Like I Jones has been one of the bright spots in this dismal garbage fire of a season. Mm-hmm. the NFC playoff picture. Obviously your favorite team in the world, San Francisco is at the top. Yep. Green Bay has currently the two seed. New Orleans is currently the three seed. I'm, I guess those two are tied right now. I personally am more afraid of New Orleans than Green Bay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> Dallas has the four seed, which let's let's talk about the NFC East for a second. Oh, because God. holy uh, shit, do we have to? <laughs> I love this. I love that we have a division. Like some people are like furious about this. It's just like, well, we have a division. Like it's kind of a joke that. All these other teams, like like Los Angeles, like the Rams are eight and five, and Dallas, they have two more wins. They, they will literally, they have the possibility of ending with the exact same record as Dallas and missing the playoffs while Dallas gets home field advantage on a wild card weekend because they won their division. Like we should, we should just move it to the top six teams, not the not an automatic playoff berth for no, no fuck that shit. There's always a bad division every year. Yeah. The two years we've had teams without winning records win the division, they've won the wild card week. It's happened literally both times, which is hilarious. I love the fact that there's always a trash division sending a trash team to the playoffs to usually get stomped. Yes. It's great. It's a yearly tradition, and anyone who wants to get rid of that can suck my balls. Yeah, it happens all the time. That's it's not new. It's not new. It might be it might be new that like there you there's usually one mediocre team in the bad teams, right? Like that might be why this seems different. That like usually the NFC there is a strong-ish team in the NFC East, but like 
man, it was it wasn't that long ago where the AFC South was a garbage fire, right? Or the NFC West. Remember or when the, the NFC, NFC West. West was a garbage fire for like three years in a row? Yeah. NFC South was a bad, was dump. Uh, AFC West was a dump. Like they've all, every division has been a dump before. They've all been dumps. Yeah, I'm, this I'm, is, I'm with you. I'm this with is you. great. I, I love the idea of sending essentially an agent of chaos bad team into the first round right. to get stomped. To give a wild card team like an easy win into the divisional round. I love it. I love the fact that Dallas is clearly a bad team and still probably going to win the division because yep. it might save Garrett's job, and I love that idea. Yes. Yep. 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 Imagine being such a bad quarter, such a bad coach that you yeah. win the division and you get fired because you you basically won the division by default because every other team somehow fucked up worse. <laughs> That's it. Really, is kind of a race to the bottom. It seems like. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle is currently the fifth seed at 10 and three. They're hot on San Francisco's heels. Uh, and Minnesota is currently the sixth seed at nine and four. The only teams still alive are Los Angeles, the Rams, which are probably the only real threat to take a, a wild card slot. Yeah. Yeah. If they put it together, if they win two games and Seattle doesn't win either game, they might squeak in, uh, they might squeak in over Minnesota. Los Angeles is really the only team that has any sort of potential to break into it. Uh, mm-hmm. Chicago is technically alive at seven and six. I don't see them making the playoffs, especially since they're probably going to lose to Green Bay this weekend. And Philadelphia is technically alive because they can still beat Dallas. Right. Right. <laughs> they're like they're not they're not in contention for the wild card. They're in contention for the division which is mm-hmm. hysterical. Yes. So yep. I, th- I think we have our NFC de- uh, playoff teams. Yeah, that's the it's... thing. The, the picture seems fairly <laughs> clear there. Yeah. It's just going to be a matter of the final week's wins and losses kind of determining what seeds everybody is. Mm-hmm. AFC is a lot more interesting, especially with Tennessee right on Pittsburgh that's, that's and Houston's thing, heels. I would love, I would love to see see Tennessee Titans make some inroads in the in the playoffs. I don't think they will, but I would love to see it. Very same, very very same. That's the playoff picture right now. It's mm-hmm. looking kind of interesting. Uh, <coughs> pardon me <coughs> again. It's looking, it's looking fine. We got two weeks left. Well, fifteen of seventeen. So this week, I guess three games left. Fifteen, yeah. sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Jets and Ravens already happened. Bears, Packers. Packers are probably gonna win that. I yes. assume. Yeah. <coughs> Patriots, Bengals. Well, the Patriots extra Spygate footage. Yeah. <laughs> will it help? Will it make the difference? So I don't know how much you've read into this whole thing. Not not very. I just I, – I read it and I was like, this is perfect and stupid the way it is in my head, so I actually don't want to know the story. But go, go off. Go for it. I don't think the Patriots cheated. I think they made a stupid fuck up. Okay. Basically, the Patriots have a an ongoing series on their website called Do Your Job because of fucking course they do. That is, it's essentially just like week to week. Like, it, it's general 
team media fluff. That's what it is. It's team media fluff. And they have a team that they go out and they get footage and stuff like that. And one of these people was at the Browns-Bengals game filming the Bengals sideline for an extended period of time. The Bengals guy got got a little suspicious, called reports, and the guy was just like, oh, I'll delete it and everything. But this, it's, and Belichick came out and was just like, they're like, I, I don't have anything to do with that department. I don't know what this is. Essentially, the Patriots claim that they didn't, like, it has nothing to do with Belichick. It has everything to do with the little documentary series that they're making. And th- their mistake was they forgot to inform the Bengals that they have a person filming, mm-hmm. which they're supposed to do. Apparently, the Browns, which is where the stadium was, like, Apparently, the Browns knew that, like, they knew that there was a guy filming there, but they forgot to inform the Bengals, and obviously the problem is that they were filming the Bengals, and they played the Bengals the following week. So that's what's suspicious. The fact right. that they was filming the Bengals sideline, from what they were describing, just like, the guy was just filming the Bengals sideline to get stuff, and I'm, my, my mind, as a film student, immediately went to, oh, he's getting B-roll. Uh-huh. That's all he was yeah, doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, He's getting B-roll. When you, when you get B-roll, like, you just send a guy out to, to stuff, and he just sits, and he just plops the camera in front of random shit, and he just lets it run for a while, and then you take it back into the editing room, and you chop out the interesting bits, and you put it in as filler for your little, for whatever it is you're making. He, he had to film the sideline for an extended period of time, because he was probably going to use maybe 30 seconds total of that entire footage. But he had to find, but he had to film it for that long to get interesting things worth putting in. Because for the most part, it probably wasn't all that interesting. It was probably just the coach standing there, not really doing anything. Right. It's B-roll. So I, I think they sent the B-roll guy, and the B-roll guy fucked up and forgot to inform people, and he got caught because he was just standing there filming like a moron, the- and. I, I honestly believe Belichick when he says, like, I don't have anything to do with that because Belichick, I, th- I feel like Belichick is such a, stu- Belichick hates the media. Belichick hates crowds. He probably wants nothing to do with the media department of the organization. Like, I think Bill Belichick would prefer to play every football game without a crowd or without cameras so that the sport can be as pure as possible. I... I need more information that's damning before her. I'm willing to say that the Patriots cheated. I think they just fucked up. So what you are, <laughs> what see my my thing is, I I think that the Patriots machine is too well oiled for a fuck up like this to really happen. You know, I mean, I think it's certainly possible, but I also just think like, if this is a series that they're doing. Isn't like, I mean, I guess if it is just for social media, but at the same time, you'd think that there would be like protocols to go through, even for getting B-roll. I, I, that is to me, again, you know, just learning the actual details right now. That is to me kind of a sticking point is like, it's, but it's the Patriots. It's Bill Belichick. He's a, he is famous for micromanaging. And so, so, you know, I don't know if, it's hard to tell because the Patriots have a history. I think yeah. that's the biggest the biggest sticking point. And that's either the reason why 
they're being unfairly blamed or the reason why everyone is rightly suspicious. Right, Obviously, exactly. we don't, De- depending I, on I, which I side of the coin you're on. Like, like right now, we're either all looking at the Patriots suspiciously because of their history, because they have documented cheating before in at least Spygate way. To I don't know, whatever your feelings on Deflategate, they've already been confirmed for cheaters in Spygate. Yeah. And, like, some people have already determine the fact that that taints their legacy forever like they have been documented and punished for cheating before so whatever this is fuck up or cheating there's a reason why we're looking at them suspiciously and it is a pretty dumb fuck up because they should know that that's the thing is, is it's either it's either really calculated and genius or s- the stupidest thing in the world. And there's no in between, honestly, right? Like, mm-hmm. Either the employees they sent are not the best employees <clears throat> and it's just like the social media people, which I believe, I, I know that teams don't pay. That's fair, uh, yeah. That, that section of the department all that well teams aren't playing those employees very they, well they those probably employees don't aren't keep them treated well, well like they don't keep them well informed either right if 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 they if it really is just the social media arm they they probably have no idea that they were breaking any rules uh, or anything um but again I, there's there's something that that's like maybe it wasn't the social media team maybe it was uh team pr so uh, that's again but like yeah it would make sense that like the Slack channel is different, right, for the social media team than it is for everyone else. So I'm waiting for more of this to happen. I, I'm waiting for more details because despite the fact that I am currently tentatively on the not suspicious of cheating side, like right now I'm leaning probably a fuck up over cheating. I want it to be a cheating scandal. Right. I want this to blow up because there's nothing more fun than a dumb Patriots cheating scandal. It's my favorite thing in the world. Dear God, I hope this gets worse. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyway, they're probably still going to beat the Bengals this year, this week because you don't even need footage to beat the Bengals. The Bengals are a joke. True. Seahawks are <coughs> probably going to beat the Panthers. Yeah. I don't see the Panthers are in rebuild mode. They're they're not going to beat the Seahawks who are surging and fighting for important playoff seating. Texans Titans. Here's a big game. Yeah, big, big and interesting. <coughs> I think the Titans are going to take it. Honestly, I think the Titans are going to steal one. I think this is a big game. If the Titans win this, then the Titans are probably going to take the division. Yeah. Because this is probably going to be the tiebreaker game. So this is this is arguably the most important game of the AFC South season right it's here. It's true. It's true. Because these are the only two teams that are relevant. The Titans are currently on the outside of the playoffs, so they need this. Texans are inside the playoffs, so they'll be they need it a little bit less. It's in Tennessee. I think the Titans this is this is where if you're the Titans team, this is where you make your mark. If you're gonna do something this year, this is it. This is the statement game you need to win. Right. Right. I hope they do. I I am enjoying the Titans season. Yeah, yeah, me too. This would be <clears throat> this would be kind of really weird and fun. I'd appreciate it. Dolphins at the Giants. Okay, are you are you gonna <laughs> not pick the Giants or what? What what's what's oh, the play here? Do you really think the Giants are a deserving team in this this case? Like the Giants are 
a terrible team and every time yes. we they're the second worst team in the league and true. right now That's i think true. the Bengals could beat them okay they are the, the the coaching is such a joke and the the most recent eagles game was probably the best example like they got yeah, off to a yeah. good lead you're right and then they didn't know what the fuck to do after that the defense fell apart the offense fell apart everything fell apart the coaching staff is abysmal this there's enough talent on this team for four to five wins and there's like four to five wins on this season that could have existed if this team had been coached well and had done its job uh-huh. but th- this is a mess of a franchise right now and the only thing i'm hoping for is that eli gets one more win and he evens up his record again and, and goes out either with a winning record because he goes and beats the redskins next week or he just he, this is it, and he, he goes back to being 500 for his career after w- winning the Dolphins. So this is a winnable game for the Giants, but I, I, the Dolphins are have found something, and the Giants have just continuously found ways to lose. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 fair, and you know, Delaney Walker is, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I'm I'm the Dolphins probably will win it. Makes me mm-hmm. Eagles Delaney, and Redskins. Oh my God, here's, not here. Delaney Walker. Jesus, what is his name? <laughs> Brian Fitzpatrick? No. I don't I don't know anyone on the Dolphins. No, 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 no. Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker. Like ah. one of one of the one of the most exciting wide receivers like that we've seen this year. That no one's paying attention to because he's on the Dolphins, but he's making highlight plays every week. Um, that's that's true. Just just got like literally today, just got a four year extension because he is he is a bright spot on that team that doesn't really have many. Yeah, because they traded him all away and let yes. him walk. I I still think they were dumb for trading away Minka Fitzpatrick, who has proven to be like a difference maker. Mm-hmm. He was young. They shouldn't have gotten rid of him. He was young. Eagles skins, which that's a cripple fight. Uh, yeah, I, I mean the Eagles are a bad team, and I they have the Eagles win. They, they'll probably win, but this would be a hilarious game for the skins to you know ruin their day. Yeah, which I kind of yeah. hope happens. Absolutely, especially because it'll give the Giants more buffer room for Chase Young. Chase right. Young sweepstakes. That's all I'm about right now. Broncos Chiefs uh obviously this is uh, a win is important for the Chiefs for playoff seating they they could potentially squeak into the number two slot if the Patriots stumble so I think they'll probably beat the Broncos but the Broncos have been a lot more interesting with Drew Locke under center so yeah yeah they look like they actually can win games <laughs> so I'm excited for that game Bucks Lions that's a big case of who cares yeah I think the Lions will roll but still <clears throat> Who, who cares? I mean, this, I mean Although, this is a case where their wide receiver just went out with a with a an injury. He's I think out for the season, so I don't know. This is one of the situations where it's late in the season. Both teams are eliminated. There's no real reason to pay attention to this game unless you're a fan of the teams and you're just kind of looking just to see. Uh, Browns Cardinals battle of future quarterbacks going yeah, on. Yeah. This this might be a fun game to watch, like if there's yeah. nothing else on. I don't know. I not, neither of these teams are particularly exciting right now, but 
I think we'll have to see if uh, Odell Beckham gets a bunch of targets to keep him happy. Oh yeah, he's fucking complaining. Oh my god, if those stories are true and he actually wants out of Cleveland, it is hilarious Mm -hmm. because he's he's just AB again. That's all it is. (laughs) Oh boy, Jaguars Raiders, just another game you could probably ignore. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put myself through that. Vikings Chargers. Vikings could use a, an easy boost yeah. at the end of the season to help their playoff standings. So, uh, Chargers have been disappointing, but they've been like competitively disappointing, where they've lost most of their games by one score. Yeah, so, I don't think that, that's my thing. Is I don't think the Chargers are a bad football team. And I, I think I, they're a mediocre one. Yeah, I don't think that's a hot take. I think they're a mediocre team that that in general sometimes plays actively good football for a whole game or something and then but just can't fucking seem to win rams cowboys here is an important one i hope the cowboys lose because i want them to be guaranteed like a losing record going in like they're six and eight right now are they six and eight they're six and seven all right so this would guarantee them a five hundred season at worst so at so so yeah, come on Rams, beat up the Cowboys. Do it. P- try and squeak away into the playoffs. Rams, you need this more. Cowboys, you don't really need this. Come on. Do do the tank. Falcons 49ers, uh Falcons. They I don't think they're going to get obliterated. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game that the Falcons end up losing. Um but again, I mean the Falcons just like beat up hard. Um god, who did they just fucking blow away last week? Uh yeah, the Panthers. And I know the Panthers are like like Panthers are not the 49ers. Not, no, they're not the 49ers. I know. I know they're not. I'm not I'm not saying they're going to win this game. I'm just saying that 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 the Falcons are not like I keep saying the Falcons are not the same team they were in week 1. I think that that yes, the 49ers are probably going to win by at least two scores, but I I I think that this game is going to be competitive at least until halftime. Yeah, I could see that. If, if it was in Atlanta, I'd think the Falcons would have to Oh, absolutely. For sure, for sure. It's always but, hard to go out west and play. But. Yeah. Bills, Steelers. Here we go. This yeah. is a playoff seeding matchup. These are the two wild card teams. This may potentially kick the Steelers out of the wild card. And honestly, yeah. If, if like, the Titans win... That means the Titans are in control of the division, and the Texans are probably the wild card, and probably push the Steelers out. If the Bills win, the Bills have a game on the Steelers, so they probably wouldn't change positions. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting game for seeding. Like this is the Sunday night game, and it's hard to believe that like the Bills are still interesting this late in the year. They're guaranteed right. a winning record. This is this is a Bills team worth watching. Bills Steelers. Hey, you know. These are two bad offenses fighting good That's defenses, though. True. So it yeah. might not be like, if you like points, this game probably won't be for you. So I'm wondering, okay, so what would happen? So the Bills win today, or this weekend, would bring them to a record of 10-4. and four. What is, okay, um, and then... I'm wondering. So I'm. I'm wondering how we can like if there is 
at all a way to keep the Patriots out of the playoffs. Um, I'm looking right now. And there's got to be one of those playoff simulator things. Yeah, yeah, I'm on it right now. It's just loading. Um, let's see here. The Patriots have not clinched it yet. So they have not clinched a playoff spot. The only team that has clinched uh, – the only teams that have clinched are the Saints, uh, the Ravens, and the Chiefs so far. And each have already clinched their divisions. So what we would need to happen would be for the New England Patriots to – okay, their, their, their next game, there's Cincinnati – Buffalo and then Miami, so they they're gonna have to drop two of the next three, right? Buffalo's gonna have to win out and then also beat New England at home, and then okay. and then Buffalo overtakes New England in the standings, and then depending on the wild card race, you know, some some team might snipe them as well. Unlikely. Very unlikely, just because... I mean, like the, the Bills the have to of... play the Steelers at home this weekend, and then the yeah. Patriots in New England. Like, the Bills in Pittsburgh this weekend, the Bills in Foxborough next weekend. Yeah. And then and then they get a softie at the Jets for Week 17. Uh-huh. So these next two weeks are extremely important for the Bills. It's true. It's very true. Uh, God, what? Like they're gonna beat the Bengals. Like, yeah, that's, that's the, the thing. They they get the Bengals, then the Bills, <laughs> and then they have the uh, the Dolphins. So they, if if this is gonna happen, they have to drop one one game to a vastly a, inferior a, team, right? Yeah, it's possible. It's yeah, always it's possible. Really not likely though. It's it's not. I it's, don't think it's gonna happen. This is just another case of New England getting a cupcake schedule like they do every year yeah. somehow. Yep. It's infuriating how this always seems to work out. But uh, it's possible. Yeah. All right, interesting enough. Got some got some stuff to work on. Last the last game of the week is Colts at Saints, yeah, which and, and the Saints are I mean, well. that might be a fun game. Both of those teams are fun to watch, so Monday Night Football, whatevs. That's that's week fifteen, I yeah, guess. We yeah, only there, we there, only got... there are only a couple real games on this list that I'm actually excited about watching. Honestly, I think a lot of these will be are just kind of some like more Yeah, Texans, Titans, Texans, Titans, Bills, Steelers are the two probable must watch. Other other games that are worth watching for playoff implications are probably Broncos, Chiefs, and then Rams, Cowboys. It's probably it. Sure. Everything everything else is kind of like eh. that's like the one bad part about this kind of end of the season. It's like a lot of the teams are already out of it, so it's like there's no reason to pay attention to that anymore. Yeah, I agree. But I'm excited for it. Yeah. Sam. Yeah. But I'm I'm basically dying right now. So oh yeah. Okay. So let's out. let's let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Uh, my name is Sam Grezes. You can find me on Twitter at Sam Grezes, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-E-S, and on Twitch and Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Dave. 
I'm DrawPlayDave. You can find me on Twitter at DrawPlayDave. On Facebook at DrawPlayComic. On TheDrawPlay.com and on Instagram at DrawPlayDave. We'll see you next week where hopefully I, I can talk for an extended period of time again. Hooray. But thanks for listening and we'll see you then. Hello, folks. J.P. Winterbottom here to tell you about The Beholder's Eye, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons narrative-focused actual play podcast about a group of private investigators in a fantasy noir setting with eldritch horror undertones. Featuring Baritone Scaleweaver, Half-Elf Bard. Let's go with the starters here, bud. All right. For instance, do you know where, uh, do you know where... The hops for this beer come from. <laughs> Lazy, Jinnish monk. All right, guys, teamwork. Chirp, a Kenku rogue. Boris, I will protect you. Boris Tuli, a dwarven wizard. Right, that's that's not a problem. I'm sure there'll be no no fallout from that incident whatsoever. And Swift Ekills. A dragonborn assassin. Don't got a plan, just rolling with it. You can find The Beholder's Eye every other Friday on iTunes, SoundCloud, or anywhere podcasts are found. Hey, I'm Joe Conley. And I'm Vanessa Frank. We make a show called Spoilers Digest. Where we predict the plots of your favorite movies that we haven't seen. Then we watch the movies and digest it to see what we got right and what we got wrong. So come laugh with us every Wednesday and see how we do. Catch us at SpoilersDigest.com or wherever you get your podcasts.